service. And um, in that way, uh, if you come, we can bring more people in um, uh, and we can, people can feel more comfortable coming to you and, and be part of our services. About three weeks ago, we started a new sermon series called um, Encounters with Jesus. And uh, probably in, in the last uh, couple of services, uh, you're going to see a pattern that is happening. Every time a person meets Jesus, there's a pattern going on, and, uh, and, 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 and something is happening when these people actually meet Jesus. And today, I want to talk about a, a, a very uh, special story that we can find in, in Luke um, 8, uh, verse 40, 43 to 50. And they say this, A woman in the crowd had suffered for the 12 years with constant bleeding, and she couldn't, she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of, of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. It's like when you did something bad and you ask your kid, who did it? No one. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, someone, uh, someone deliberately, thank you, touched me. For I feel healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she couldn't uh, hide, oh, I, got, I got lost. Uh, who touched me when the woman could not hide? She began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. When I read this story, I'm thinking... 21st century, Jesus very popular. He's the influencer of the time. Everyone is talking about Jesus. Jesus have thousands of followers in his social media. And he's coming, people around him, and, 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 and they hear stories, and somebody touch him. And say, oh, and that person got healed. And we read this, and we read, oh, yeah. It got healed so cool. Jesus did it again. But I want to tell you what is behind this story and why this story is so powerful when we understand. The first thing I want to tell you, Leviticus 15, it tells us that when, when a woman have, uh, and this is what's in the law, when a woman have bleeding problems, that means she will be considered um, impure. Now, today, we'll see it with different eyes. 3,000 years ago, when this, this was set up as a law, rule, women will be impure. So we'll set apart. And everything that this woman will touch will be considered impure. Did that make sense to you? Okay, 
Everything she will touch will be considered impure. So she cannot be part of anything. So definitely will be rejected. And the story starts, there was a woman with blood problems, bleeding problems. And she was in this situation for 12 years. 12 years. That is a long, long, long time. Probably when this illness started, you know, it's like, okay, maybe I don't feel well kind of thing. Uh, probably in the next two days, um, it's going to get better. Um, and then it's just going to pass. But the problem got deeper and deeper. And since that I hope to feel better soon, it's been happened 12 years. She's stuck in this problem. The book of Mark and Matthew tell us that she had been to doctors and she had probably some money and she spent everything that she had to get moved from this illness position. I'm stuck. Maybe for you and I, we're not bleeding, but we're stuck in situations in our lives. Sometimes we're stuck in, 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 in addictions. Sometimes we're stuck in problems in our life, and we think that we have the strength to move, to face, to move on. But it's like being a constant thing. Sometimes we come to church and the enemy starts to whisper to your ears, you know, something bad you did, probably today, yesterday, or the last 10 years of your life. You know it's been forgiveness for you, but the enemy is still coming and whispering to you. So we feel stuck. And therefore, sometimes, we feel that we don't belong. We feel rejected. It seems to me that for, during these 12 years, God, in a sense, have closed all the doors around this woman to this point, to this event, when she met Jesus. She heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus' healing. She heard about Jesus' power. But her condition, and actually put it away from everything. Everything. She shouldn't be in the crowd. But she's touching people. As she's following Jesus in the crowd, people are touching her. Well, I'm going to keep this to myself. Nobody will know. Probably she's been so much Aside that probably friends or people will not recognize you. Twelve years, you love friendship. We don't know if this woman was married or have family, but we know because of this problem, she was rejected by society. And it was a constant thing. Have you ever been rejected? Have you ever been put aside because of maybe your beliefs or, or maybe because 
you did something so bad in your family that they just push you aside. How that feel? It's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. And, and, and sometimes maybe my rejection is not the same as your rejection. Maybe mine is bigger. Maybe my rejection is better than your rejection. <laughs> you know, and, and we're like, but the feeling of being rejected, set apart and people not talking to you is awful. And they'll make you think somebody who has been trying to get out from that place of rejection, but he can't. And it comes to my mind, person who struggles with addictions, person who is struggling with, with drugs, and person, like, a lot of them, if you ask them, they want to move out from that situation, but they're so deep into it, it's really hard. Sometimes we, we struggle with anger in our life. We're so deep into anger, it's really hard to move from it. But she make a declaration. For, for 12 years, I have no hope. For 12 years, everywhere I go, I've been denying. I've been saying no. There is no hope. All the doors have been uh, closed. And then she make a declaration. She say, if I only touch the fringe of his robe, if I only touch the fringe of his, of his robe, I will be healed. This is something really cool. There was two beliefs about this. It was very common the, the, the Jewish men will use the, the robe and they will have um, a fringe in, in, the, in, the, in the robe and they have different colors to, in a sense, to remind you of something. Like our phone will send us a notification. <laughs> uh, we have a Google Home at home. And every day we, um, we set a reminder, hey, okay, Google, set a reminder. <laughs> My phone is going. Set a reminder and, and, and remind me to um, buy potatoes. And in our home we'll say, um, the speaker will come up and say, Monday, you have 52 reminders. <laughs> we always, there's a joke right now at home. 52 reminders. The, and Mandy's like, I cannot even remember what did I say. <laughs> so it's like 52 reminder. And, and this, this row, it was like a reminder to, for you and I of something. And this is the cool part. Normally they will wear a color blue in, in the French. And it, and, and it can be translated to two things. The color blue is mean God's glory. It means God's glory. It's an attempt to connect with God's glory. Another, another, another commentary will say is to recognize the help come from above. So when you see that blue line, oh yeah. Helps come from above. So when this woman saying, if I only can touch the fringe of his robe, he's recognizing in that moment that my help is not coming from this world, 
because I have tried everything in this world. Now my help is coming from above. Have you ever been in a situation in your life, you have tried everything, and then you come to an encounter with Jesus, and you say, yes, Jesus happened in my life, and my life is so different. My health come from above. You know, this is so important. And we see this happening again in, 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 in Luke and in Mark 14. People were coming to Jesus, and this, Jesus is not the only woman who did this. The other person, Jesus is walking, and people really trying to touch Jesus' robe, the fringe of his robe, because they believe the help is coming from above. They're trying to connect with God's glory. Imagine how awkward it is to walk like that. So you're walking. There's no six feet apart. There's not a social distance in this walk. Jesus is walking, and, and the text saying the people are just pushing to Jesus. So when the, 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 the disciples say, Jesus, everyone is touching you. You know, it's not the disciples trying to be smart here. This is a very obvious answer, respond. It's because literally everyone is touching him. But Jesus recognized that this touch is completely different. It's completely different. Religion will tell me I am contaminated. <laughs> I cannot touch. Religion will tell me you're not good enough to do this. Religion will tell me you will never qualify for what God wants to do. Religion will tell me you're never, you're never going to please God. But this woman is, wasn't concentrated in the religion part of it. She's not focused on, on the, I cannot touch these people. She's, I have a target. A friend of mine told me this the other day. I have a target. I don't care who I touch. My target is Jesus. And she walked into this target. She walked to Jesus. And she touched. In my imagination, I always picture this story that she's almost dragging on the ground. And, you know, and have you ever tried to reach something and it's like that much, you wish your finger would be that much bigger? And you're like, and you can't? <laughs> I'm in that situation. I almost, almost, I need to grow a little bit more. <laughs> You know, and then something happened, you reach. I always picture this woman going in the, in the ground and just touching the, uh, Jesus. Desperate for this. Here's the, another cool part in this story. I'm going to change the way because the word was really hard to me to pronounce it. So, right away. Right away, the bleeding stopped. 
Didn't took 12 years. Didn't took right away. This is the emphasis of this story. This woman is trying for 12 years to move. And then a simple touch to Jesus right away. I wish that God many times in my life, there's some things, especially when it comes to my character, that Jesus will change right away. And probably my wife will agree with me, especially when I get cranky. I get cranky like about twice a year. <laughs> and in and, 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 and those times, I, I wish, I, and I, you know, I have told you many times, I'm struggling with this, and, I, and, 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 and I'm surrender this to Jesus and I work and, and I wish but I heard stories of people who have been addicted and God and they come to an encounter with Jesus and God take right away take that that addiction from them and they never have that desire and I've seen all the ones it's been a work in a progressive sanctification in their life is that God is lacking power not at all not at all but sometimes a touch, when it comes with faith, can change everything. I always think how many t- people sometimes saying, you go to church? Really? But uh, look what you have done. And sometimes we hear these words and really get into us and really affect us. But uh, a touch will allow you to see his glory. Hebrews 4, 14 says something really cool. Since we, are great, we have a great high priest who ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly the faith that we profess. For we don't have a high priest who's Unable to emphasize with our weakness. But we have one who has been tempted in every way. Just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Listen to this part. Verse 16 in Hebrews 4. Say let us then approach God's throne of grace. With confidence. So that we might receive mercy. And find grace to help us in our time of need. Let me repeat this. Let us approach God, throne of grace, with confidence. So that we might receive mercy and find grace to help us in our times of need. See, this idea of being rejected, you know, it feels that we're never going to be good enough. The enemy will use that constantly in, in our lives. And maybe you, you, we get stuck in this situation in our lives. I think of my dad when I read this uh, uh, Bible verse or this the story of this woman. My dad for the last eight years, he's been, about, probably ten years at this point, he's been in a constant Chronic pain, chronic pain, and and he had a tumor in his uh, spine, and and then 
He's been with pain since they took it out. They damaged the whole nerve system. At one point, he will take 16 shots of morphine per day and all this and all that. And since then, today, every day, no matter what he do, he's in pain. So when they take all these hardcore medicines, the pain go from nine to four. It's not a, at least a one. So he always with pain. When I read this story, I'm thinking, Dad, you know, if you only touch. And my dad is a believer. And my dad believed in Jesus. He loved Jesus. And, and, we, and we, one time we were just praying. And we we're like, what else can we do? And sometimes we get it to that point and we're like, what else can we do? We're really looking for a miracle. We're really looking that God will do something in our lives. Maybe some part of our bodies need healing. Sometimes our emotional part of our needs healing. And we're stuck in there. What should we do? This woman took all the rest to have an encounter with Jesus. And I remember talking with my dad, and my dad said, you know, people have prayed, we've done fasting, we have done everything. Everything that, that we should do, we have done it. And, 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 and what else? And my dad said, I trust in his mercy one day. And the one day he's like, when I die, I will be restored. And I'm like, Dad, I don't want you to die. <laughs> I want you to see happy and content. But that take me to think, what did I need to do to have God's mercy? And the book of Hebrews say, I just need to walk with confidence to see his throne of grace. And what we do many times when we come here, we come with, with guilt, with, with our problems, and we're like, you know what, not today, not today. I'm not good. We postpone. I'm the, I am the king of procrastination. I am. I procrastinate all the time. And sometimes in here, and Paki's saying, and Paki's saying, you know, let's worship God. And I'm thinking, just, just wait a minute. Let me think. Five more minutes. Five more minutes. And it's now. And sometimes Jesus, Jesus passing through next to us. And it's now. We missed it. We missed it because, oh, no, no. I, I'm too busy. But when we walk with this confidence, the enemy will not remind us that we feel like garbage, that we don't belong. He make us part of his kingdom. The verse 48, and I want to finish with this. Jesus calls, asked the question, who touched me? So what the text say, this woman is, is, is scared. And Jesus is not trying to ask question her to make him feel embarrassed. Who asked me? Who, who touched me? The Bible says she's nervous, right? And she come. And say, uh, I, I, I did. <laughs> and he start to explain to Jesus. And when she's telling her story for 12 years, and, and, and I have this bleeding problem, probably the crowd says, you say, what? And you touch me? 
But the bleeding stopped. Look what Jesus said. Daughter. Verse 48. Daughter, he said to her. Your faith has made you well. Contamination and this, it take you away. You're not part of Israel and they believe you. You, you don't belong. But now you are part, daughter. That means he, Jesus put this woman from a place to rejection to make a part of the family again. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. That's the justification that this woman, go in peace. Nobody will tell you anymore what is wrong with you. Now let's stop one minute there. Are you stuck? <laughs> Do you feel that you want to move, but it's, it's like you're hitting a wall? And we, we say this, I feel like I'm hitting a wall. So you know what I did one time? I went to a walk and I started to push through. And it hurts. It hurt my head. Have a big tummy. It hurt my tummy. And it hurt. It's awkward. You know, it's, but sometimes life is like that. We feel even in our spiritual faith that we're dry. And we're like stuck. I'm seeking. I'm, I'm listening to good worship. I'm praying. I'm do, but I feel like I'm empty. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm asking friends to pray for me. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But I'm, I'm stuck. I want to move. But I can't. I'm asking Jesus for a miracle. But I get nothing. I'm stuck. I just want to move from this. And sometimes if we only can recognize the helps come from above, we have tried everything that the world have told us how to do stuff. But helps come from above. Maybe you don't feel like that at all, and good for you. But maybe you know someone who's feeling like that. And we wish that they can move. Sometimes we even offer and say, hey, let's walk together. And it's so hard when our friends say no. <laughs> but I've been telling him everything. If only f listen to me. My dad will say that. If, if everyone would listen to me, there will be no war <laughs> in this world. Everyone will be happy. I said, dad, come on. But not everyone listens to us. And, and sometimes we just need to touch. A touch to Jesus will change everything. What areas in your life you need healing? What areas in, in your physical body you need healing? Will it be possible that God can heal you? Yes, I do believe that. Yes, I believe that Jesus can take you from, your, from nothing to a place of restoration. Yes, 
Why you, how you know that? Because I see it in my life every single day. Every single day when I get up and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, all this stuff, this is going on. Now the social distance, now all this stuff. And the world just gets so big. And sometimes like I don't have the strength to face this life. I don't have the strength to face whatever is going on. I don't have the strength to face another day with this illness. I cannot do it anymore. But there comes a time when we say, if I only touch Jesus, if only Jesus come to me that right now and minister to me, my life will be different. We need Jesus. We cannot go out to the world thinking, we got this, we got it all figured out. This world needs Jesus. Our broken world needs Jesus. My family, my goodness, I need Jesus. My marriage needs Jesus. I see my, my kids, I, I look at the future, and it's scary. When I think about the future, when I think about my marriage, when I think about my friends, when I think about my families, if only Jesus, if only Jesus. So church, what are we going to do? We're going to sit there like an expectator and thinking, oh, yeah, that was so cool, and, and, and continue moving? Or we actually, we're going to go and say, God, we want to connect with your glory. See, I do believe that God is not done with us, Linden Alliance. I do believe that God is doing an amazing things. And I know it's not been easy. I know it's been difficult in, in many areas. But when we come here, we come pray meetings, and we come with asking, God, we want a revival. God, we want more of your presence. God, we want to move from where we are and move to your glory. We want more of your presence because we, we don't want to get stuck in this. And sometimes it takes the courage. I don't care what people's gonna say. I don't care what people gonna think of me. I don't think, I don't care what people think I'm reacting. I just wanna see and touch Jesus. Let's stop forgetting about what people are gonna think and say. We want more of Him. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, yes, Jesus, we, we need you. We need you so, so much in our lives. God, I pray that you can minister to us, that you can speak to us in a, in a powerful way. Sometimes the crowd is so distracted. Sometimes even our problems get so distracted. But we want to put our eyes in you, Jesus. You are our healer. God, I just want to pray for friends that are watching online and are in this room that for many years have been seeking healing. God, I pray in your name and your mercy that you can bring healing this morning. Holy Spirit, just come and move. God, for those who have been struggling, they, they, they feel like they, they're stuck they're not growing. And that vessel is just empty. God, I pray you can fill it up with your holy presence, Jesus. 
Connect them with your glory. Connect them with who you are, Jesus. And thank you so much for what you're going to do and how you're going to minister to us. We honor you, Jesus. God, show us a way how we can grow during this week as we walk to a Good Friday and Easter. God, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you for our church. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, church. You know, uh, next week is going to be, uh, we're going to have two services. So Good Friday and then Sunday. Um, uh, register, registrations are available. Probably this is be the safest way for you. If you don't know how, um, send us an email or call me and I can do the registration for you. And, um, but register to our Good Friday service and Easter. We're going to have our brother from the MB. And like Mandy was saying in the video, when, once we fill the 15% in this room. So come early <laughs> if you want to be here. <laughs> if not, we're going to move. We're going to set a screen and, and the whole thing in the coffee room. And nursery will be available too. Uh, um, just the two rooms, if the more moms with kids want to come. Uh, we're going to set up the two rooms, uh, the first floor room for the, for the nursery. Uh, so you can choose. The TVs are going to be working. We want to create as easy as possible for you. But I also we believe that having two service will cre increase the chances for other people to come. So um, April 11, plan your, plan your Sunday. 9.30, extra coffee. Uh, Sunday school for the kids. We're looking forward for Sunday school. So tell parents, you know, uh, 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 Sunday school starting. If you have a question about Sunday school, you can ask Lindy or Susan or any volunteer in the church. They can answer some questions how Sunday school is going to start. We're going to make a video too to explain that, what to expect for Sunday school. And, and then the other service at 11, we, if you want to come and you're thinking, you know, um, I would like to go to church, but this service is set up so we can spread more. So if you are home thinking, I would like to be there, but I don't know, I'm not sure, 11 in the morning probably is the best service for you. So we're looking forward to see you. Take care, church. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.